I'm not going to do dry January. I'm doing damp January. <laughs> what is damp January? Damp January. <laughs> Moist January. <laughs> Moist January. <laughs> Welcome to Fairy Tale Fix. I'm Abby. And I'm Kelsey. And we do that now where we introduce ourselves. Good for us. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I'm still not used to it. It sounds so unnatural. Yeah, well, because it is just the two of us sitting here staring at each other. Mm-hmm. By the way, if I sound a little different today, it's because I am in a different room. Yes, I, I yes, you my, are. <laughs> I'm recording from my bedroom. Because I have a guest taking over my my regular office. So if I sound a little echoey, the ceilings in here are much higher. So that might be why. And I apologize. I don't hear a difference. Okay. I think you sound lovely. But yes, just in case that ends up coming through, Mm -hmm. that would be why. You know what is really nice about recording in here is I have my window open. I can actually like, because my window in my office is on my back. Mm-hmm. This the window is like just to the left of me, and I can see this little black Phoebe that's been hanging out in my backyard. And what's a black is, Phoebe? It's like a bird with uh, it has like a little mohawk. Mm-hmm. It's black on the top and has like a white stomach. And they're one of my favorite birds. They're so pretty. They are like super graceful the way they fly around. Oh, I love them. They're one of my favorite birds of all time. So it's kind of nice, a little little change of scenery. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Other than it's very uncomfortable. I'm sitting on my piano bench instead of like an actual chair. I just sat this up like. Which I'm a little worried about you because, you know, my story is long today. I'm so so excited though. Abby's been telling me about this story for a while or telling me that she wants to tell me it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have wanted to read you this story for years. So we're going to keep the the opening chit chat a little short today. Oh, also because I think the last time it was just the two of us, we talked for almost a half an hour about The Witcher. <laughs> uh, I mean, true. I love that conversation. I don't feel like it Let's got it. too in depth, but yeah. Yeah. But we're going to keep it shorter and sweeter today and get into mm-hmm. the meat of it a little faster. Uh also, the the order. I just th- I do think it's cute because you mentioned right before we started recording, and and I know that the I know this comes out on what February fourth, February first, February first, which is the Lunar New Year. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's uh, very cool and charming because also we've been recording our episodes wildly out of order, so we're sitting here <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Yep. 2021 recording <laughs> an episode that will come out on the Lunar New Year 2022. So happy New Year for two oh, happy- different New Years. That's so funny. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Happy Happy New Year. So this is the year of the tiger. <gasps> year of the tiger 2022. Yeah. Happy Happy Lunar New Year and happy, you know, other New Year. <laughs> <laughs> happy... Yeah. <laughs> happy 2022 and happy Lunar New Year. It's 
the best. Yeah, lots of reasons to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I hope whichever New Year you're celebrating. Well, I guess you're everybody's done celebrating the Roman New Year. I don't know. It's we use we use the Roman calendar. I think I don't know. That's but that's <laughs> over. It happens already. Now we're on to now we're on to Chinese New Year, which is. Mm-hmm also super exciting and a lot of fun so happy new year it probably already has been the longest year i'm guessing (laughs) that's my prediction also Mm -hmm. (laughs) january always seems like a really long month to me january is a very long month and then also if you live in the united states like kelsey and i do there's one more sort of federal holiday in january martin luther king jr day and then there is a drought of federal holidays from That's the end right. of from like mid January until May. Yep. So we go into the long slog of just work. Yep. But I am really I don't know. I'm excited for the spring. I know it's already it's only New Year's when we're recording, but I do like this time of year because it always makes me excited for spring. Like there's mm-hmm. St. Patty's Day and everything turns really green and it's really pretty. So it does where you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I get a good spring. I don't know about you. February February <laughs> is really nice in Northern California because all of the the nut orchards start blooming and everything is super beautiful and it, it does is. start and pretty. In and February, green. we get the February fake out. So mm-hmm. it feels like spring mm-hmm. for like two weeks in February. So this yeah. will be coming out right as that's starting. Oh, I'm so excited. Amazing. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> for me, uh, February can be like pleasantly snowy. I, I like I like February in Maryland. Uh, it's, it's you know, as I've said before, I hate March. <laughs> I hate it so <laughs> much. March weather. <laughs> Lose just dumb, stupid March. Uh, it's coming. It's right around the corner. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm already dreading it. It's fine. It's only the first of February, so I'm, I'm being I'm a real I'm downer about it. <laughs> I feel like we talk a lot about weather on this podcast, but we it's do. so interesting. Anyway. <laughs> it's interesting to us, I think, because we live in such different climates now. Comparing and contrasting. Yeah. I think. Is that interesting Maybe. to anyone else? <laughs> it's not literally no one else. And we make this podcast for other people nominally. Uh, so I'm going to cut the weather talk. I'm going to cut the weather talk short and okay, do something we haven't done in a while. I wanted to plug our Patreon shamelessly at the Woo-hoo. top of this episode. We haven't talked about it in a minute. Hello there, listeners, Hello. gentle listeners, beautiful listeners, wonderful listeners. Uh, podcasts are expensive to make Mm -hmm. in terms of our time and also in website fees and server hosting fees for our many, many hours of audio that we have submitted so far. And we sure would appreciate it if you've got any extra change, if you wouldn't mind tossing it our way. (laughs) We'd love that. (laughs) Toss a coin to your fairy tale fixtresses. Yeah, and it's not for nothing. If you sign up for our Patreon, you get bonus episodes. We release one every other month. Previously, we released them every month. So there are at least, what, 12 bonus episodes by the time this comes out? Mm -hmm. Maybe 11. 11 bonus episodes. That's 11 hours of listening to our beautiful voices Mm -hmm. telling you the most wild fairy tales. I don't know why. And we don't do it on purpose necessarily. But I feel like all of my... 
I feel like all of my favorite fairy tales end up on the Patreon bonus episodes. Me too. Um, some of our some of our best ones are on our Patreon feed, and uh, it's it's been a source of a lot of inside jokes. So if you want to under if you want to be cool and get the inside joke, then you should head on over to fairytalefix.cash and uh, sign up at the six dollar Patreon tier or higher if you want access to those bonus episodes. We'd really appreciate it. You can be a witch's apprentice, which who doesn't want to be a witch's apprentice? And even if you don't necessarily want to sign up for a Patreon, at least go to the website and read the tiers all the way through because Abby made the best. Basically, all the tiers are like you're going through a little fairy tale and it's so much fun. She did such a great job creating the tiers. I thought I, really do, I, I love them. Very funny. <laughs> I think they're so cute. I love the way that she made it. Basically, like you were walking through a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. I made a fairy tale out of our Patreon tiers. So at least go look at them, read them. And uh, yeah, consider consider signing on to support us. If you don't have any extra cash right now, that is totally fine. We love you anyway. We are planning on keeping most of this podcast free forever. And you are welcome to listen to it for as long or as little as you like. We think you are still the best people because you have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but if you would like to support us in a different way that doesn't involve spending any money, we'd really appreciate it if you would maybe head on over to Google Podcasts or iTunes or Stitcher, or apparently you can rate you can rate people on Spotify now. Podcasts that you like yeah, on Spotify, that's brand new, and go throw us a rating, throw us a review. It's yeah. really easy to rate people on Spotify. I was really excited when they added that feature. Yeah. Basically, it's only on the mobile app, but you just go to the podcast profile page and there's a little star button. Mm-hmm. You can just give us a little little five stars. That'd be that would be there's neat. Some five stars on there. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what we deserve. And that is a very easy, free way to support the podcast. And we'd really appreciate it if you went ahead and did that. Absolutely. Uh, while I'm here, I'm going to go ahead and thank our current patrons. Just to give them a little shout out on the pod, let them know how much we love them. And if you want to hear your name read, then you should definitely go sign up. <laughs> thank you so much to all of our witches' apprentices, job creating dragons, and our fairy overlord, Angel. Angel! Uh, Angel! We also have one cat's familiar who is adorable. He is mm-hmm. Kelsey's husband. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you very much to Ellie, Caroline, Jordan, Jeremy, Lisa, Madeline, Kaylee, Zach, Kelsey, Dami, Christopher, Jen, Julia, Adam, Noah, Ricky, Elizabeth, Cynthia, and Bill, and Angel. We love you all so much and thank you very much for your support. Yeah, thank you so much for being a patron. It means absolutely the world to us that you support the silly show Mm -hmm. and we love making it we have so much fun telling each other these stories and sharing them with you we really do it has made our life so uh and that's that's i think that's gonna do it on the opening patter because as i said my story is super long and kelsey is sitting on a piano bench and i want to (laughs) give her (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. as little actually, time on as possible i actually think sitting on a piano bench gives me better posture than normal because you have to like you have to sit up you're probably right you have to sit up straight and i'm super stoked to hear this story i have heard that it's amazing but i have avoided reading it 
Oh, you have? Because like it's in A Choice of Magic. I'm really surprised you didn't read it. I don't think that's one of the ones I read. Or if I did, it was right when you first gave it to me. Yes. So, Oh, I'm so excited. So all of my predictions are going to be based off of what I think I know, but I'm not Perfect. totally sure. And Incredible. I only really have one prediction that I think might be right. <laughs> okay. Well, then give me your predictions for Tatterhood, okay. which is a uh, Norwegian fairy tale as oh, nice. as an additional clue i will let you know there is also a version of tatterhood in as Beyonce and moe's collection oh i love that that's awesome but I'm, I'm reading the ruth manning sanders version today because of course i am yeah ruth manning sanders are, are the superior versions Absolutely. in my opinion i'm sorry I just, i'm not sorry sorry not sorry don't be sorry <laughs> there's nothing to be sorry about <laughs> rms just was she gets the it right absolute best fairy mm-hmm. tale goddess absolutely i think that there is a good witch and because i think there's a good witch is my first prediction i'm gonna guess that there are there i'm gonna guess that there's a good witch and there's a bad witch and they're in like a a battle of some kind okay or like you know competition or something like that <laughs> are those all three of your predictions no 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 no. that was my second prediction so first prediction that there's a good witch the second mm-hmm. prediction is that there is also a bad witch and there oh yeah i guess that could be it that there's a competition mm, no i don't want that i don't make it all about that in case that's wrong <laughs> you want to hedge your bets a little more yeah okay good witch okay i guess just bad witch mm-hmm. and a talking cat there's a good witch, a bad witch, and a talking cat. I love it. I love every fairy fairy tale that has a talking cat in it. It's always so <laughs> much fun because the cat's always super sassy or it's an imp or mm-hmm. it's – I just – I love it. It's my one of my favorite fairy tale themes. I totally agree. I love, I love a talking cat. I love how most of the time it really is just someone's random pet cat who yeah. does not care at all. They are not invested in this story, but they are here to like <laughs> – cause trouble <laughs> yeah they're here to walk up say something mm-hmm. sassy probably something important yeah go meow 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 i'm off to stachelia's wedding meow. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good um Best. also i'm just gonna throw out there since i predicted that one of the very first fairy tales we ever read we did like a trial run for fairy tale fix back in like yeah. 2016 or 17. That's on our Patreon feed, by the way. It is on our you Patreon. You ever want to hear it. And it has, it's a terrible like sound because we didn't have like a nice setup. It was just a trial run. But yeah. my, <laughs> my story was so much fun. And it's basically Nur- has Mur- a cat in it. Yeah, Nur- or Nuri Murray. I don't know how you Nuri Murray. I have no idea. It's, it's, an, it's an Irish nonsense one. But it was one of my absolute favorite stories that we've told so far so you predicted that there's a good witch a bad witch and a talking cat yeah i will say that you're lucky i'm reading the ruth manning sanders version of this story (gasps) oh okay because the norwegian version of the story is a little different or the or i guess the asbjansen and mo version is a little different Uh, there's a talking cat in rms story huh um, where there are witches in Tatterhood in the RMS version, they are trolls in the Asbjansen and Moe version. What? That's so. crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's such a big difference. That's so interesting. I wonder why it switched. I don't know. I think trolls maybe Ruth Manning witches. Sanders just liked uh, liked liked using witches more, maybe. No idea. Well, I am stoked. 
Well, I did know they were witches because it's in a book of witches as well. Yep. So it would have to have it would have to have witches in it. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. It's, it's got to be, but specifically a good witch and the bad witch is like part of like their like enemies or frenemies. Oh my gosh, that would be so cute. Frenemy witches. <laughs> Frenemy witches. I bet they are. Um, okay. okay. Tatterhood. Once upon a time, there lived a king and queen who had no children. The queen mourned all day and nothing would make her happy. One day she went out to walk in the forest and came to a little house and she sat down outside the little house and wept. And a little old woman came out of the house and said, why do you weep? I weep because I have no children, said the queen. Now this old woman was a witch. Yes, she was. But she was good and a kind one, for such witches do exist in the world, although their number is but few. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, ding, ding, I'm so ding. excited. This is Point the first Kelsey. good witch we've had in a, in a fairy tale fic story. Yeah, they are never good. And so I'm really excited. It's one of the things, this is my second favorite story in A Choice of Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely one of my favorite fairy tales ever overall. So Yay. And this is partially why, because there's a good witch in it. I love it. So this good little witch said to the queen, I can promise you a child if you will do as I say. I will do anything, said the queen. Go home, said the good little witch, and at bedtime, take two pails of water and wash in each of them. When you have washed, throw the water from both pails under the bed. Look under the bed next morning and you will see that two flowers have sprung up, one fair and one ugly. The fair one you must eat, the ugly one you must not touch. Remember, especially not to touch the ugly one. And may all go well with you. Are there really any ugly flowers, though? Come on. Appa- there are definitely ugly flowers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor flower. Yeah. Flowers that are too, uh, they don't have nearly enough petal to go with the amount of um, middle part. <laughs> okay. <I've>, whatever. <laughs> you know, the bit that the bees eat from. Then <laughs> the bit of the bees eat from. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Those are ugly flowers, I declare. Okay, fine. <laughs> I say very confidently. You need to send me some pictures of ugly flowers. I will find some pictures of ugly flowers for you, and we please, will post. We will post please them. do. <laughs> what Abby listeners, if you have an ugly flower, <laughs> listeners, aka Maria, <laughs> when you come across some ugly flowers, <laughs> send us pictures. <laughs> please, Maria, send us some ugly flowers. <laughs> <laughs> okay um so i wanted to pause here and, and tell you that the the beginning of this this entire section in the story and in, in the osbjonson and mo version is so super different mm-hmm. it's it's still a king and queen that couldn't have children but they adopt a kid in you know to to help take the the edge off their loneliness yeah and so they raise this girl as their own and then one day the queen sees her adopted daughter playing with a beggar girl and so she goes and she scolds her daughter and tries to <gasps> shoo the poor girl off Aww. until the beggar girl says that her mother knows a way for the queen to become pregnant and then the beggar woman is the one who tells her about the two flowers and the washing herself okay. in two different pails interesting and then the adopted daughter is never mentioned again (laughs) (laughs) that's fucked up (laughs) it's pretty fucked up (laughs) i like i like the it's one of the reasons why i just i like the ruth manning sanders version better Mm -hmm. even though they're very similar but the beginning is wildly different in the as and mo version (laughs) 
Anyway, in this version, it's a good witch. And she tells uh, the queen to bathe in two pails of water, throw the water under the bed, and then there will be a pretty flower and an ugly one when she wakes up the next morning. The good little witch went back into her house and the queen went home. That night, she had two pails of water brought into her bedroom and washed herself in both of them. When she had washed, she emptied the water from both the pails under the bed and lay down and slept in hope. And in the morning, when she looked under the bed, lo, there were two flowers. One flower was ugly with black petals and a pinched and starved look about it. The other flower, I know. (laughs) The other flower was silvery white and softly shining, most beautiful, like a risen star. The queen took up the beautiful flower and ate it. Its perfumed flavor was very sweet, so sweet that the queen longed for more. And before she thought what she was doing, she had eaten the ugly flower as well. And it had no no. taste about it at all. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Come on, you had one job. yes. (laughs) Or maybe like two jobs, I guess, but still. She had two jobs. It was to eat the pretty flower and not eat the other one. And she has no (laughs) self-control. Oh, jeez. Oh, what's going to happen? Are you are you remembering the story at all? Did you ever read it? No, I don't think okay. I did, which is so Excellent. weird. That's perfect. I know. I thought that you'd read the whole book, but No, I definitely really glad, haven't read the whole book. I'm glad that you hadn't read this story because it's so fun. So I'm so I'm so glad I got to read it to you for the first time. <laughs> I'm excited too. Well, well, sure enough, a few months after that, the queen gave birth to a baby girl. The baby had a mat of ragged black hair and an ashen gray face. It was very ugly. And as soon as ever that baby was born, it bawled out, Mama! (laughs) If I'm your mama, said the queen, God give me grace to mend my ways. Oh my gosh. Lady, (laughs) she sounds like the worst kind of person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She's very shallow, the queen. I also would just like to take a moment to say... The your looks are the least interesting part about you as a person. So mm-hmm. that's why I just I fucking hate stories like this where it's like always about well, I don't know. I'm sure it gets better, but like the beginning. I, there are reasons that I love this story so much, and you will you will okay. see. They're they're better than the last time I said that when I said that about the code of many furs. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, I'm like, why was this your favorite? What? That was because I only half remembered it and I only remembered the beginning and then the rest of it was, you know, the happy animated version where the prince is a nice man. <laughs> yeah, except for the first five minutes of that animated version. Jeez. Was also uh, horrifying and awful. All Fur is the fairy tale we're referencing or the coat yes. of many furs and that was a Patreon episode. That was a Patreon episode. <laughs> Go listen to those. <laughs> <laughs> they are bonkers bananas. Um but anyway, back to back to Tatterhood. Mm-hmm. So the queen is very rude to her hideous little child. Um <gasps> God give me grace to mend so my badly. ways. I know. Sorry. Oh, never worry yourself about me, said the hideous little baby. The one who comes after me will be better looking. Somehow or other, this hideous little baby got hold of a wooden spoon and a goat. And before she was a week old, she was riding about on the goat and banging with the wooden spoon. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. She's a badass. (laughs) The queen couldn't bear the sight of her and was as unhappy as she had been before until she had another baby girl. Hmm. This second baby was as beautiful as a new risen star. Her eyes were as darkly blue as the night sky and her hair shone like silver. 
Hmm. The queen called this second baby Berenice, which is the name of a star, and she loved her beyond all telling. But the elder sister they called Tatterhood because she would go about in a ragged hood to cover up her lank locks of black hair. Uh, I just I know. It's very upsetting. It makes me so mad. Hang in there. <laughs> okay. Hang in there. <laughs> Fine. Uh, wait, what was the the pretty daughter's name? Berenice? Berenice. Berenice. That is really pretty. It is a pretty name. Very beautiful. I've never heard that, so. Neither had I. Um, I and I, I just I like it. And, and maybe it's Bernice, and I'm just saying Berenice because yeah, I've heard Bernice. Yeah, Bernice is a name that I know, but but it's spelled B E R E N I C E. So I'm saying Berenice because mm-hmm. I, I like think it. that sounds pretty. The queen did not love Tatterhood any better as the years passed, and the royal nurses tried to shut her up in a room by herself. But it was no good. Wherever Berenice went, their tatterhood would be also. And though the queen could not understand it, Berenice loved her ugly sister dearly. Oh, yay, sister. <laughs> it's, it is a story about sisterly love. And that's why I love it so much. Yeah. Okay, now it's coming together. Well, one Christmas Eve, when the sisters were nearly grown up, Tatterhood was riding about the palace on her goat and banging away with her wooden spoon, pretending, no doubt, that she was a knight in armor, when she heard a screaming and a clattering in the gallery outside the queen's bedroom. She galloped off to the queen and said, what is all this racket going on up there? Whatever it is, said the queen, it has nothing to do with you. Go away and keep quiet if you can. Bitch. Bitch. But Tatterhood wouldn't go away and keep quiet. She said that whatever it was, she was going up there to fight it. So then the queen told her that it was a pack of witches who had come there to keep Christmas. Awesome. I know. A pack of witches. (laughs) A pack of witches that come and hang out there on Christmas. (laughs) They come and they go, she said. We can do nothing about it. Oh, can't we, said Tatterhood. Like hell. (laughs) (laughs) Go away, said the queen. Yes, I am going, said Tatterhood. I'm going up to the gallery to drive the witches out, but you must keep all the doors that lead into the gallery shut and locked while I am about it. Go away, said the queen again. I know. I know. I love Tatterhood. She sounds like such a badass. Oh, Tatterhood is the baddest ass, and she rides also a badass. (laughs) She, she has a goat. She has a goat. <laughs> a goat sidekick. That's the best. I know. She's great. Tatterhood is my hero. Tatterhood went away. She went up to the gallery, and the gallery was swarming with witches. They leaped upon Tatterhood in a fury, but she banged about her with her wooden spoon and swept them along like autumn leaves before her. The whole palace creaked and groaned as if every joint and beam were being torn out of its place, but the witches fled before Tatterhood's wooden spoon. Of the whole pack of them, there was but one witch left. When one of the doors of the gallery opened softly, for the silly queen had not heeded what Tatterhood had said about locking them, Berenice peeped in. There's an illustration of Tatterhood chasing a bunch of witches oh, around with a yeah. wooden spoon. It's Amazing. fantastic. With a wooden spoon. I love that so much. I know. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. What's happening, began Berenice, but the last witch had seen the shining head, and before Tatterhood could stop her, that witch had snatched the shining head from Berenice's shoulders and put a calf's head in its place. Now poor little Berenice could say nothing but moo. (laughs) The queen was in hysterics, and the king was raving, but Tatterhood rounded on them with fierce words for not locking the gallery doors, and they fell silent. 
Give me a ship in full trim, said Tatterhood. I will set my sister free if I can. I want no captain. I want no sailors. My sister and I must set out on this voyage alone. Oh, fuck yeah. I know. It's Sister adventure. Sisterhood adventure. (laughs) There was no denying her. That ship she must have, and she got it. Tatterhood took her goat and her wooden spoon and went aboard. (laughs) Her poor little calf-headed sister followed her, and away they sailed, Tatterhood steering her ship to the land where the witches lived. When she came to the landing place, she told Berenice to stay on board, but she herself got astride her goat, took her wooden spoon, and rode up to the witch's castle. And when she got there, one of the windows was open, and she saw Berenice's lovely head hung up on the window frame. In through that window she leapt on her goat, snatched the head, and leapt out again. Now the witches were after her, thick as a swarm of angry buzzing hornets, but she banged about her with her wooden spoon, and the goat leaped and snorted and butted with his horns, and so fierce were they, the pair of them, that the witches fell back. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. I really want to see this made into a movie. (laughs) Me too. I think it'd be so good. Mm Mm-hmm. Tatterhood reached the ship, took the calf's head off her sister, put Berenice's own lovely head back in its place again, and flung the calf's head after the retreating witches. (laughs) it sounds wild like i know i know i love it i want the tv show Mm -hmm. of i want the show yes please oh those this would make an incredible miniseries absolutely it would now my lovely one she said to berenice i'm going to take you on a long long voyage i will go anywhere you like dear sister said berenice They sailed on and on and on. They sailed for a year and for two years and for three years. In the third year, they came to the shores of a new country and Tatterhood drove her ship into harbor. Now, the palace of the king of that country was near the harbor and this king was a widower with an only son. The king looked out of a window and saw the strange ship. He sent messengers to the harbor to find out where the ship had come from and who owned it. But when the king's men came to the ship, they saw not a soul on board but Tatterhood. There she was, waving her wooden spoon and riding her goat round and round (laughs) the deck at top speed. What a sight. (laughs) What a sight. Her hood had fallen from her head. Her lank black hair was streaming out behind her, and her ugly face was all a grin like a goblin's. It was the strangest sight the men had ever seen. That sounds strange. And I just love that the protagonist isn't like the beautiful young maiden. No. It's so exciting. She is this gloriously queer-looking person just riding around on her goat, just like raising hell. I love it. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. It was the strangest sight the men had ever seen. Hello, hello, they shouted. Is there no one but you aboard? Where's the captain? Where are all the sailors? Before you, before you, cried Tatterhood as she galloped round. Is there no one but you aboard? They shouted. There's also my sister. Then let us see your sister, shouted the king's men. No one shall see her unless the king comes himself, cried Tatterhood. And she galloped her goat until the deck thundered. The goat's my favorite, honestly. I know. The goat seems amazing. Just like the good, perfect sidekick. The men went back to the palace and told the king of the strange sight they had seen. And the king was absolutely up for seeing this for himself. And he hurried down to the harbor. As soon as she saw him, Tatterhood called to him to come aboard. And as soon as he had come aboard, she got off her goat and went down to the cabin to fetch Berenice. 
Never in his life had the king imagined that a maiden could be so beautiful. Ah. Yeah. Here now we it's go. starting to sound like a fairy tale. <laughs> Here's where the fairy tale bit comes back in. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to Tatterhood's a boss mm-hmm. with a goat and a wooden oh, spoon. That should be the name of the story. Tatterhood's a boss. <laughs> Tatterhood's boss. <laughs> so the king falls in love with Berenice on the spot, and he takes both of the sisters back to the palace with him and makes much of them. Now nothing would satisfy him, but he must have Berenice for his wife. But Tatterhood said, certainly not. You shall not have my sister unless your son will have me. <laughs> I love uh-huh. it. I love her. <laughs> What is it? Girl boss gatekeep? I don't know. Girl boss gatekeep. <laughs> That's a bad thing. But <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm not. I, I saw it it's, once and it made me laugh. It's, it's girl boss gaslight gatekeep. gatekeep. Oh, okay. <laughs> girl boss gaslight gatekeep. And it's, and it's bad. <laughs> but this Tatterhood. Is, this is the good version of that. Sorry. Tatterhood is not girl bossing too close to the sun. She is girl bossing entirely appropriately at everyone else's level. Yes, but better. Just the right amount. She is girl bossing the correct amount. <laughs> it sounds like it. I love it so much. I know. It's it's fantastic. I love it's, how much agency she has in this story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If it's still a very traditional fairy tale in the in the kind of plot beats, but the difference is it's not a king riding past in the woods and saying, I'm going to marry you. It's her mm-hmm. being all like, what do you give us for it? <laughs> yep. She's making like, plans. She's making plans. She's arranging it all herself. I love mm-hmm. it. With her goat and her wooden spoon. <laughs> I know my Halloween costume for 2022. Right? And the king sent for the prince. And oh, dear, the prince gave one look at Tatterhood and covered his eyes. No, no, I will not have her. Nothing shall induce me to marry that fright. No. Bastard. Boy. Yeah. As you please, said Tatterhood. And she took Berenice back to the ship. In a week we set sail and you will never see us again, she said to the king. The king was in despair. He threatened to disinherit his son. The prince sulked. The king raged. The whole court was in turmoil. The days passed. The week was nearly up and there was Tatterhood galloping her goat round and round the deck of the ship with no sign of Berenice. Okay, but I also just love the idea that this whole like town, the whole kingdom is in shambles because of a pretty woman mm-hmm. <laughs> because of like women's looks. I feel like that's so telling. <laughs> Absolutely. I think so too. <laughs> well, and I think it's also just such a fun part of like the agency of the story is Tatterhead's like, all right, all right, yeah. bye. <laughs> all right. And, and the, and everybody pitches a fit, mm-hmm. but she holds firm until she gets what she wants. Hell yeah, she does. Which is, for some reason, this prince's hand in marriage. I don't understand it. It's my only. She just wants. My to, only she wants to be queen. She wants to be queen. She wants to be rich. She doesn't want to be queen. She wants to be king. <laughs> <laughs> she has a very king vibes about her. She does for sure. <laughs> <laughs> she is an absolute king. Mm-hmm. The king went down to the harbor. Let me look upon her once again. He cried to Tatterhood. But she shouted back, you know my terms, and went on madly madly galloping about on her goat. The (laughs) king went back to the palace and said to the prince, if you do not yield by tomorrow, I will cut off your head. Whoa, okay. (laughs) 
Good Lord. Oh, God, over a girl he, like, had a half an hour's long conversation with. Uh-huh. Losing his mind. Losing his mind. <laughs> She's so pretty. He's lost it. God. He's threatening to kill his son because he won't marry someone. Mm-hmm. The prince stuck out his jaw and said, I will not marry that fright. I am not doing it. I would rather die. I really would. (laughs) (laughs) She seems crazy. (laughs) I feel like I want to marry Tatterhood a little. She sounds so awesome. Tatterhood Tatterhood could step on me. Absolute goals. (laughs) And she would. The king's counselors came to the prince. The courtiers came to the prince. The lords-in-waiting and the ladies-in-waiting came to the prince. They knelt before him. They entreated him. Do not throw your precious life away, they implored him. Marry her, and when she is your wife, you can shut her up in a palace by herself. They sound a lot smarter than the prince. I mean, that's I mean, that's Way obviously smarter. awful, but why didn't he think of that already? I just... <laughs> I don't know. Of You don't have to see her. Mm-hmm. Married royal couples don't see each other all the time. <laughs> He's being a little precious about it. He's being a little precious about it. <laughs> Very well, said the prince at last. I will marry her, and when she is my wife, I will shut her up in a dungeon. For what can she be but a witch? I roll. Huge eye roll. Now the king was all smiles. He would have embraced his obedient son, but the prince pushed him away. And the king didn't care even a little bit. He hurried to the harbor and bade Tatterhood bring Berenice to the palace. He hastened on the preparations for the wedding. There was such a baking and a brewing, such a running about of tailors and dressmakers, such a dressing up of lords and ladies, such a preening before mirrors, such a trying on of jewels and coronets, such an arriving of musicians and singers, a gilding of chariots and a grooming of horses as the realm had never seen before. But the prince would have no new clothes. And as for Tatterhood, there she was, prepared to go to church, riding on her goat and waving her wooden spoon. (laughs) And that's the way Tatterhood did go to church. First, the king drove off with his bride in a golden coach drawn by ten prancing white horses. And the bride was so lovely that the people crowded the streets to see her pass and gazed after her till she was out of sight. Then came the coaches with the counselors and the lords and the ladies, a very grand procession. And last of all came the prince on horseback with his head down, and beside him rode Tatterhood on her goat, waving her wooden spoon. She's awesome. She's, she's so awesome. She's really, she's found a look and went with it. She really did. She loves it. It's her entire aesthetic. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I also want to say, I just hope Berenice is happy, because we haven't heard her, like, point of view on this at all. I don't think, from the way the story is presented, I don't think Tatterhood would ever do anything to make her upset or that she mm-hmm. didn't want. I think Seems like. my headcanon, because they, you know, they don't go into it, but my mm-hmm. idea of what happened is they sailed for three years and Berenice probably expressed a wish to settle down. Yeah. And so Tatterhood was all like, absolutely, my favorite person ever. I will find you a king to marry mm-hmm. so that you have everything you fucking deserve. They need to make this a series. This would be epic. Mm-hmm. Because they, they spend three years sailing around the world together. I yeah. want all of the stories that they possibly encountered. This and East of the Sun, West of the Moon have just endless like fairy tale adventure opportunities. 
They really do. I'm so sad that people keep making new versions of like Cinderella when there's stories like this out there. Exactly. There are so many good stories to draw from. You don't have yeah. to fucking redo Cinderella every like We don't like, have to do Cinderella years. again. Yeah. Or Robin Hood. I feel like there mm-hmm. are enough Robin Hoods. Mm-hmm. We've revisited some of these stories so often, and there's so many good ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I couldn't agree more. So Tatterhood and her prince are riding along. Um, the prince is being super sullen, and the Tatterhood says to him, why don't you say something? And the prince answered gloomily, what is there for me to say? Well, you might at least ask me why I ride upon this ugly goat, said Tatterhood. Okay. Why do you ride the ugly goat, said the prince. Is it an ugly goat, said Tatterhood. Oh, no, it's the grandest horse that ever a bride rode upon. And lo, the goat became a horse, and that horse was the most magnificent animal that ever trod the earth. I mean, that's exciting, but also, aw. I know. I you know. know? <laughs> I loved that goat. <laughs> well, I, I just think love of the that goat, goat as like donkey when donkey gets turned into that horse in Shrek 2. I'm sexy. I'm sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as long as the goat's happy. I knew she was a witch, thought the doleful <laughs> prince. But he said no word and they rode on in silence until Tatterhood said again, why don't you say something? And again, the prince answered gloomily, what is there for me to say? You might at least ask me why I ride with this ugly spoon in my fist. All right. Why do you ride with that ugly spoon in your fist? Asked the doleful prince. Is it an ugly spoon? Why, it's the loveliest silver wand that ever a bride carried, said Tatterhood. I was was hoping a little that it would be like a fucking big ass sword. (laughs) I know that is an excellent. That's an excellent fix for the. Oh story. yeah, that's my fix. That it turns into a big two-handed a big sword. sword. <laughs> and lo, the wooden spoon became a silver wand, shining so brightly in the sunlight that the prince's eyes were dazzled. But again, he said no word, and they rode on in silence till Tatterhood said again, "Why don't you say something?" And the doleful prince answered, "What is there for me to say?" Well, you might as well ask why I wear this ragged hood on my head. Well, then, why do you wear the ragged hood? Is it a ragged hood, said she? Why, it's the brightest golden crown that ever a bride wore. And lo, the inst- that instant, the tattered hood became a golden crown. And I love how the prince is still not picking up on what's going on here. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and how, I don't know, I feel like this is a good representation for how some people are just so bad at asking questions. Yes. <laughs> like... Have you ever met someone so boring and you're like, so what are you, what do you like? And they like Mm -hmm. tell you what they like, but they never fucking ask you any questions. And you're just like, give me something. Hey, I'm a a person. (laughs) I've got my own things going on. Mm -hmm. And then when you try to tell them about yourself, they're still not interested. Like they just lapse back into silence. And she clearly has the most interesting things going on. Everything's turning into magical items. And she was off adventuring for three years. I hate this prince. You're not interested? (laughs) Well, that's why I think uh, Ruth Manning Sanders is calling him like the doleful prince. Yep. Doleful, sullen. Just (laughs) the worst. (laughs) Absolutely. So her hood becomes a golden crown, although now that you've mentioned the sword thing, I now uh, instead imagine that it's a big golden helmet 
Fuck yes! With spiky, spiky crown things on it. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. All, all of this is just going to change. <laughs> yep. They rode on in silence until Tatterhood said, Why don't you say something? I have nothing to say, answered the doleful prince. <laughs> well, you might at least ask me why my face is so ugly and ashen gray. All right, said the prince peevishly. Why is your face so ugly and ashen gray? I can't believe he doesn't get it. <laughs> like, bro. Bro. <laughs> How do you not see the pattern in you what's were, occurring here? <laughs> you were so stupid. I cannot with this prince. I know. Am I ugly, said Tatterhood? Why, you think my sister is beautiful, but I am more beautiful than she is. And lo, when the prince looked at her, there she was, a maiden more lovely than all the stars in heaven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's something Clad in golden too, yeah. armor. <laughs> <laughs> is what I would change that to. Yeah. Or just, I don't know, making him finally see her inner beauty and all the other great mm-hmm. things about her, that she's a fucking badass. Yeah, that she's a very interesting person. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing I don't, yeah. No, uh, 100% agreed. Mm-hmm. I did love this part when I was a kid, though. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> it was magical, and I thought it was great. But, uh, the prettiest but no, well, girl. <laughs> the pretty, I know, I'm the prettiest girl. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then... He says, oh, my beautiful one, gasped the prince. Who and what are you? As you see me, so I am, said Tatterhood, and she left. And then she sliced off his head with her giant sword. And then she cut his head off with her giant sword because he's a sullen bastard. (laughs) That's what I want the ending to be. There are so many great potential, like, rewrites of this ending. (laughs) You may be sure the prince didn't hang his head or wish to tarry after that. The pair of them rode on at a brisk pace and soon caught up with the bridal procession. Now the people who were crowded in the streets were not looking at Berenice any longer. They had eyes for no one but the beautiful Tatterhood. They cheered and cheered as she and the prince rode by. So they all arrived at the church and were married, the king and Berenice, the prince and Tatterhood. And Berenice said, now you see my sister as she really is. She was always beautiful to me. They rejoiced together. They held the bridal feast and all went merrily. The end. Ah, I did love that. That was a great story. I am so glad you like the ending is I love the ending so much that Baron that Berenice is just kind of like, I've always thought she was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was absolutely gorgeous. Like now you see her as I see her. I love that. Although I do. That's the only fix I have is that the prince would just see her for how fucking badass she was and not make it Mm -hmm. about like, oh, now that she's pretty, he's willing to marry her. Like maybe he could gain a little more interest each time. And like, you know, I feel like that would be exactly. such an easy fix. And I not think make so it too. all about a fucking woman's looks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which but is she's so- ugly. And so that's why he, you know, is sad. Yeah. It's so irritating and, mm-hmm. and so kind of toxic yeah. to keep spouting off that rhetoric. I know you know I feel this way. <laughs> We've actually had recent conversations about this. We have. Yeah. Yeah, and I I 100% agree. I think that that's 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 the best. Fi- there are a lot of potential fixes uh for the end of the story, but that's mm-hmm. my favorite one is that like the more magical feats she performs on their yeah, on their ride to the church, the more interested in her he becomes and he doesn't mm-hmm. stay like super sullen until she becomes beautiful. 
Or it could even be like he he likes her instantly, but he's like super scared of her because she is mm-hmm. terrifying. I love that too. <laughs> <laughs> like she is a wild and he's just like way too intimidated, but mm-hmm. eventually gets to know her and yeah, finally gives an, I don't know. It could just be, there are so many ways you could fix that. <laughs> yeah. I also really like a potential ending where she doesn't become beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it should have, like you said, armor or like something just clicks in him where he sees how fucking awesome she is. Yeah, and gets excited about about all of the interesting possibilities of getting to know her um, mm-hmm. that don't involve her just becoming pretty. That does bother me now more as an adult <laughs> than it did as a kid. <laughs> or that she just slices his head off. Another with fabulous potential <laughs> ending. Um, but this story will always be very uh, precious to me, like because mm-hmm. it's a story about like um just this like badass girl who loves her sister. Yep. Just because so many of these fairy tales are about sisters who hate each other. Um yes. or or yep. one sister is cruel and awful. Like that I, I like that it's a story about the ugly sister who is a awesome badass person all by herself and isn't agreeable and does all of those things that that fairy tale women get punished for mm-hmm. in other stories but she uses them to protect her her younger sister yeah and i just i love it so much i have some issues with the ending it's why it's not my favorite fairy tale ever mm-hmm. unlike the wonderful shirt but it's not a perfect fairy tale no but but it is up there as as just one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, very close. Very wonderful. I, I loved everything about that except for, you know, the importance of beauty. I just, you know, it's a little. Yeah, how little she tiger. suddenly becomes worthy of this prince's affection when she becomes yeah. beautiful. Not when she accomplishes any of these magical feats or. <laughs> no, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I get Oh, jeez. So. Major eye roll at the very, very end. Otherwise, awesome. Great Otherwise, story. a fantastic story. I love the idea of a mini series where instead of being like, it's it's not that he, it's not that he's so shallow that he refuses to marry her be- because of her looks. I love the idea of he's just she just scares the piss out of him. Yeah, that's kind of fun, right? <laughs> I think that's kind of fun. <laughs> I think that's a much more fun dynamic to explore. <laughs> Well, I think I only got the one point because when I mentioned a bad witch, I was genuinely thinking that the story would be about like a good witch and a bad witch kind of battling it out. And that definitely wasn't what happened. No, I do think yeah. that the the witch, the the second witch we encounter is bad. She snatches Berenice's head off. Yeah, but that's not the way I was like imagining the bad witch. We can, we can, uh, yeah, we'll say, we'll say you got one point. Mm-hmm. Because there was definitely no talking cat and there was no like singular bad witch. It wasn't a story about a good witch and a bad witch. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, like that it would be like about a good witch and a bad witch. But it really wasn't Mm -hmm. about it really wasn't about the witch at all. Not at all. (laughs) Unless uh, I mean, if you think about it, Tatterhood is a bad witch. Oh, my gosh. She is an absolute baddie. The absolute baddest. Oh, that was so good. I loved it. I love her. I love the goat. I'm kind of sad it turned into a beautiful stallion. <laughs> I know. Tatterhood with her on, on her goat with her wooden spoon mm-hmm. is an image that I love so, so much. And I'd like I, to imagine that she can that she can resume that form whenever she pleases. I hope so, because 
I don't know. I just love that. I love that's the whole point of why I liked Shrek 2 so much is because they do become like beautiful, but then they realize that they just they want to be themselves, or at least Shrek. Does. Yeah. I don't know about Donkey. Well, <laughs> but yeah, Donkey was upset. <laughs> donkey was very upset. He did not want to be a donkey. He loved being like a beautiful white stallion. Oh, <laughs> but well, you know, I, I like Donkey better. As himself, as he should like people for who they are and not just what they look like. I don't know. Just, ugh. yeah. I could wax on forever about that topic. I absolutely hate it. How you look. Well, go off, is, queen. How you look is just the least interesting part about your whole being. You are so much more than what you look like. And I hate that societal, the importance that society puts on your looks just mm-hmm. makes me bananas. Bonkers bananas. you come in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely There's infuriating. So much more to you. Mm-hmm. And so much more to everybody. And you got to keep that in mind. Like, because, you know, society teaches you that looks are so important. And you trust people who are better looking. And people who are better mm-hmm. looking get better jobs. And somebody on TikTok, there was like a whole trend. A uh, pretty privilege was is a real thing. It's a real thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've had friends who also- lost like tons of weight and they get better jobs. People like them more and they just get People treated better. To them. It's, it's fucking it it's awful. It's well, especially when you factor in um who gets to decide what pretty is and what pretty yes. means and what features are considered pretty. Uh-huh. Uh, typically in this country, we tend to think of like uh, more Western European features as that's the standard for what is pretty. And anybody who does not have Western European features is considered less pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that might be, I hope that's changing. I think that that is changing a little bit, but, but ultimately in, in society writ large, like if, if you don't have certain features and you're not at a certain weight or body type, mm-hmm. you will be kind of punished socially for that. And you know who makes money off of you thinking that way? Fucking old white dudes. <laughs> they yeah. make money because they own all the skincare and makeup companies and all the gyms mm-hmm. and I don't know, just all the companies that like invented chemical relaxers for your hair mm-hmm. and going in and getting tans or getting your skin lightened or getting whatever it is, getting yep. the plastic surgery to make your nose the shape that society tells you it should be. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. (laughs) It's also, I want to say, like, if you do want to, you know, modify your body in a way that makes you happy, absolutely. Like, I'm all for that, too. It's not like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, if you want to get Botox, that's totally fine. But it's just something that you should want for yourself and not to, like, please someone else. And wear a lot of makeup for yourself. That it's something you do because it makes you happy. Yeah. So like, um, no, never any shame against people who want no. to look good. Like, that's fine. But it's just like, you shouldn't put so much stock in how you look based on like your personality and who you are and your morals and like, yeah, what and, you're and put a, on earth for like, that's your looks are should be real low <laughs> on that priority list on that priority list, <laughs> as low as they can be trying to survive in a society that puts so much stock in them. Yeah, exactly. It's not like I don't put on makeup every day and curl my hair and try to look good. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, <laughs> but it is, but it does also like kind of suck at the same time, yeah. and I think it's important to remember that about other people mm-hmm. too, because I just people are so judgy. Like women can do nothing right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like you're either wearing too much makeup or too little or you're, mm -hmm. you know, do or you're fussy about your clothes or you're not fussy enough. So I love that story. But there's so much conversation that needs to happen about why that story ends the way it does and how we can fix it. I have so like so many more opinions. Like we didn't we didn't even get into like, you know, how uh, how that affects like people who aren't ascribing to like the way men or women should look, quote unquote, mm -hmm. that are that are that are also doing something like fun and outside of the gender binary and what society is determined, like looks good yeah. for women or looks good for men. Yeah, um, but they're just go they're doing something entirely fun and different. Um, yeah, I just so many, so many feelings. So many feelings. Tell us your thoughts and feelings. Tweet at tweet at us. <laughs> tweet at us. <laughs> Do it. We want to hear from you. Um, or mm -hmm. just email us and let us know how you feel about Tatterhood, how you would mm -hmm. fix it, or if you like the story for the exact way it is, you know, let us know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's allowed. <laughs> that's allowed too. You can also you like it's yeah. <laughs> You don't have to not care about being pretty. You can care about being pretty. So my feelings. It's why I just kind of like that Tatterhood is just kind of this incredible, uh, you know, the, the book, the book literally describes her um, as queer, mm -hmm. queer looking, <laughs> which I know, I know, like it's meant in the pejorative, but, uh, but yeah. I also can't help but hear it a little bit as like, she just, she looks queer and yeah. I, I love that for her. And she was perfect the way she was, damn she was it. Perfect exactly the way she was, With damn her, it. Riding her goat wildly, waving her wooden her spoon. Her wooden spoon, being the witch all of us should be and aspire mm -hmm. to be in our lives. Okay. Abby. Yes. I am really excited to tell you a story from this book that I found. Hell yes. It's called Greek Legends and Stories. And I actually Excellent. I got this book for $3.93. <laughs> from the little free library near my house in my neighborhood. I think I took a picture of it on Instagram when I got it, and it's been way too long. I've been dying to tell you one of these stories. I love free 90 free books. <laughs> yes, little free libraries are so cool. I don't know if uh, if you've ever seen one like around your neighborhood, but they're just like these little perches. They're like, they're exactly what they're called. They're little libraries. You can take a book and leave a book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've gotten some of my favorite books that way. I know. It's so much fun. I go through it every time I ride my bike by it or take a walk by it. I always take a look. Mm -hmm. And normally I end up leaving books. I love, uh, you know, if I'm out shopping for books, sometimes I'll buy two just because I want to donate one because mm -hmm. I think it's fun for like the kids in my neighborhood and also um, pushing <laughs> pushing the gay agenda. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <way. laughs> Kelsey. Push the gay agenda in your neighborhood. Uh, I left my Cinderella is dead book there. And I was Hell really excited. Oh, yes. It was gone like the next day. <laughs> so um, I love that because you can't tell just by looking at it that it's a lesbian book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're just, oh, this is a fun, like, this is a fun little YA adventure, but it's a gay agenda book. <laughs> mm -hmm. Teenagers will get it and they'll read it and be like, oh, my goodness. Anyway. Excellent. <laughs> I'm so happy. That's but um, I do. I love leaving books in it. It's really fun for me. And I love checking out the books. So I found Greek Legends and Stories. 
And today I'm going to tell you the story in here. It's it's funny because it's not all story-like, so I can't read all of them. A lot of them read more like a history textbook. Sure. Because, you know, there there are like multiple stories about all of the Greek gods, I think. Mm-hmm. But this one is called The Queen of the Gorgons. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, oh, my god! I'm gosh. excited for you to make predictions because... You were a, a little bit of a Greek mythology nerd I in high school, was, right? Oh, absolutely. I yeah. <laughs> love the Greek gods. Like I <laughs> and I and that was before I I was I loved I loved Greek mythology when I was in junior high school and elementary mm-hmm. school. And I only ever read the like the really cleaned up versions. Yeah. And then I got then I got older and I read some of the some of the messier stuff. This is and like a still Barnes- loved it. Yeah. This is a, I think, a Barnes and Noble book. I'm pretty sure. So I think, um, I think this one's a little bit more cleaned up. Probably, probably, probably. Um, I am currently just this. This is just a, a plug for someone that's not sponsoring us, but it is on the the Greek gods um, mm-hmm. theme. I'm currently reading a a comic series online called Lore Olympus, which is yeah. the, it's the Hades and Persephone story, but done in a um, really beautiful cartoon mm-hmm. way. And, uh, and kind of envisioning them as sort of, as sort of like Olympus being a modern place. Yeah. Like a I modern city. It's I've really, actually, really fun. I've seen it online. Like I think they have done advertisements for the comic. Oh, They've done, they've done like, cause it's, it's been on, it's been on Webtoon for free, but you can, but she is now actually uh, putting the comic in print. Nice. And it is super pretty. Highly recommend everybody go check out Laura Olympus. Uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> anyway, um, predictions for the queen of the Gorgons. Isn't Medusa a Gorgon? She is. That's correct. Okay. Um, and I don't know how to pronounce a few of these things. So I might need your help. <laughs> well, Maybe. we'll see if I know how to pronounce these things. <laughs> I know the way I've been pronouncing them in my head since I was 12. So maybe yeah, I can help you with Abby's 12-year-old pronunciations of what these things are called. <laughs> um, okay, Gorgons. And it's the Queen of the Gorgons. And this, it kind of does read more like a fairy tale, which is why I chose it for my for my first Greek myth. I'm going to guess that Medusa is not the queen of the Gorgons, even though Medusa is a Gorgon. Okay. The queen of the Gorgons was once a beautiful maiden who ran afoul of one of the main 12 Greek gods. One of the, one of the big ones, one of the Olympians. Mm-hmm. And then my third prediction There'll be two snakes fucking and somebody won't like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey. <laughs> we already read that one though. No, I know. I was just it was so funny. <laughs> two snakes fucking. My third prediction for Queen of the Gorgons is she gets slain by a hero at the end. Okay, Medusa is not the Queen of the Gorgons. The queen was once a beautiful maiden who ran afoul of one of the Greek gods, which happens in so many stories. It's a pretty safe bet. (laughs) I read through so many of these this morning and like, (laughs) 
Yeah. Man, people just keep fucking with gods. <laughs> Stop it. Curse you for something like mm-hmm. like despoiling a temple or insisting you could beat them in some kind of contest or mm-hmm. saying that they're not the prettiest one of them all. Uh-huh. <laughs> or they'll have maybe consensual but probably not sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, or both. Yep. All all three. <laughs> or all or all of those things could happen. <laughs> If it's a story um, about Zeus. Uh-huh. Uh, and then your last prediction is slain by a hero. So. Yes. I am going to go ahead and tell you the queen of the Gorgons or Gor- Gorgons, Gorgons. Go know. with Gorgons. I think, okay, I think I've mostly heard it said Gorgon with our stupid English mouths. <laughs> stupid English mouth. Um. Part of me wanted to read this also because of that game Dark and Light that I used to play. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun is they have Gorgons as like NPCs nice. that stand around with like spears and they'll kill you if you fuck with them. But if you pay them, they'll give they'll give you like good swag. So nice. Nice, 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 nice. It was really fun. That sounds very Greek. The Queen of the Gorgons. The Gorgon and classical literature were three frightful sisters called Stheno, Eurail, and Medusa. They were the daughters of Phorcys and Sato. Later tradition placed them in Libya. Instead of hair, their heads were covered with writhing serpents, and they had wings, claws, and large teeth. The only mortal one was Medusa, and according to legend, she had been once been a beautiful maiden, but her hair was changed into serpents by a fiend as a consequence of having an affair with Poseidon and in one of Athene's temples. Athene or Athena? Is it spelled Athene in there? uh Uh-huh. Oh, all right. Yeah, it was that the same person, Athena and Athene? I think Athena, yeah, probably. It's Athene, like A-T-H-E-N-E. So I figured maybe they're different, or maybe it's just different in this book. Yeah, it's, I think it's traditionally, it's, I think it's, I think it's Athena. Okay, I'll just say Athena. Athena's fine. Same same character. It says Athene in this book, but I'll change it. All right, fine. Because I, I knew Athena more. I thought maybe they were a different person. Nope, they're the I think they're the same. They're just doing a different, a different spelling. The Greek gods also each have like about 12 different variations of their names. Mm-hmm. Medusa became the mother of Chrysor and Pegasus, the winged yeah. horse. Yes. I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know there. There's a lot of stuff about Pegasus in this book that's kind of interesting. Like, I didn't realize Pegasus was, like, its own Greek god. hmm So, after the snakes were added, her head became so forbidding that everyone who saw her was turned into stone. Hence, the great difficulty that Perseus had in killing her when he tried to do so by seeking out her reflection in his shield. And in later Greek folklore, the role of the Gorgons seemed to have entirely changed. They became more like the Nereids. Sure. Um, although no exact description of them exists. They can appear as beautiful women, but may have another side to them, and like the Nereids, are connected with whirlwinds. And here's where the story begins. That's so fun. Oh my gosh, I I already love love that tidbit. I did (laughs) not know that Medusa was Pegasus's mother. I know, I didn't either. I didn't even realize, like, I'd never even thought about Pegasus having a mother. Well, in the Uh cartoon, Zeus makes him out of a piece of cloud, so... <laughs> the Disney version of Hercules really isn't the most accurate. Super not. Abs- <laughs> no, it is not accurate at all. <laughs> Fun fact, I think that 
since she is the mother of Pegasus and I see, and she had an affair with Poseidon, that actually does weirdly make sense. Cause I think I remember reading that Poseidon is also like, you know, one of his domains is horses for some reason. Like he's the god of the sea and horses. Yes. I actually, that was another story I was reading earlier. It was the contest of Poseidon and Athena. So yeah, he did. He created the first horse in Greek in Greece out of a salt well. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Poseidon made a well of salt water by striking the rock with his trident. Some say when he struck the rock, the first horse to ever have been seen in Greece appeared. <laughs> so you are correct. <laughs> yeah. On to the actual story. On to the actual story. <laughs> We're going to get through it. <laughs> And this one reads so much like a fairy tale, which is why I really wanted to read it. There was once a king and queen who had an only son. Whereas the king was good, the prince was bad and ugly, which I'm taking that he just had an ugly personality. and has nothing mm-hmm. to do with how he looked. He was just a bad guy. Mm-hmm. His soul was ugly. The king had a vizier and the vizier had a son who was good and handsome as the prince was bad. They were of the same age, but the prince took every chance he could of ill-treating the vizier's son. One day, the vizier was out hunting with his tutor when he saw, lying on the ground, a splendid golden feather. He asked his tutor whether or not he should pick it up. The tutor said that whatever he did, he would regret, so he picked it up, put it in his cap, and rode on. As they returned to the palace, the prince who was looking through his spyglass saw something glinting in the sun. Mm-hmm. It was the feather in the vizier's son's cap. As soon as the vizier's son got back to the palace, the prince sent for him and asked him what he was wearing in his cap. The vizier's son told him that it was only a feather and went on and got it and offered it to the prince. But the prince said he was not interested in the feather. He wanted the bird from which it came. Ooh. The youth went down to his tutor and bemoaned his fate and told him what the prince wanted. The tutor advised him to go to his father and ask his advice. Upon hearing what had taken place, the vizier advised them to take some wineskins full of wine and go to a cistern in the forest. This they did, then retired behind some bushes and watched. A beautiful golden eagle alighted, bathed in the wine, drank it, and flew away, only to return to drink some more. Which I totally love this eagle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) You get it. He goes like, hey, this hey. used to be full of water. Hey. This is way better. <laughs> this time, when it tried to fly away, it could not and was speedily captured by the vizier's son who took it to the palace. You would have thought that the prince would have been delighted to receive the bird, but he was not. He fiercely resented the fact that it was the vizier's son who had caught it. Of course. Because he's a dick. I, I, mean, I think it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of situation. I think that he just would have been upset either way. Yeah, I think that's why um, his tutor was like, you're going to regret it either way. Yeah. So, yep. Do what you want. <laughs> do whatever you do, what pleases you. <laughs> the queen of the Gorgons and the birds was out walking when she heard the news. In her distress, she tore off her girdle and flung it away and then shut herself into her palace to mourn, for she was very fond of the eagle. Queen of the Gorgons and of the birds. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So she's, she's queen of Gorgons and the birds. I like it. After some time, the vizier's son and his tutor went out hunting again. And as they were returning, they saw something shining in the grass under a tree. 
It was a broad golden girdle with gorgons and fishes represented on it. The boy didn't know what to do. Should he take it or should he leave it? And he decided to take it. Nope, never take a never take a goddess's girdle. <laughs> That's a stupid idea. <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> but that's one thing I do love about Greek gods is like, I mean, back then they were like, everything could be a Greek god. So you have to be mm-hmm. kind to everyone and just assume that it has to do with the gods and leave it alone. <laughs> be careful. You never know who is actually Apollo in disguise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so he took the girdle and he decided to take it and put it on. And again, the prince saw it gleaming as they returned, and the prince asked to see the girdle, admired it, and said to the youth, go fetch the woman to whom the girdle belongs. The vizier's son was very upset. Uh He did not know what to do, and as usual, he asked the advice of his tutor, who told him it was no use weeping. They had better see if they could find her. So they went back to where they had found the girdle and cast around to see if they could find anyone. On a small side of the road... In the deep valley, they came across a splendid palace half hidden in the woods. In the garden, a beautiful woman was walking home. The youth called to his tutor and they rushed in and seized her. Oh my God. Which, (laughs) terrible plan. They don't even know if this is the right lady. (laughs) They're just like, here, here's a woman. She'll do. (laughs) That's a woman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The youth put her on his horse and galloped back to the palace with her. On the way back, she contrived to break the pearl necklace that she was wearing, scattering the beads everywhere. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. I like her. <laughs> yeah. You got to leave. Uh, <laughs> if you get trail. kidnapped, you got to leave your stuff so they can mm-hmm. find you. <laughs> yep. When the prince saw her, he immediately fell in love with her. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. Doesn't this read exactly? A fairy tale. It reads exactly like a fairy tale. <laughs> oh, yeah. humans love telling each other the exact same kind of story over mm-hmm. and over and over again. <laughs> well, she refused to return his suit until all of the pearls, which were scattered on the road, had been returned to her. The vizier's son was sent to collect them, and when he and the tutor came to the place where the pearls had been scattered, they found it was near a large ant hill. And the ants had carefully arranged the pearls in rows around the hill so that it was quite easy to pick them up. Hmm. When the beautiful woman, who was really the queen of the Gorgons, hell yeah, <laughs> counted them, none of them were missing. She demanded that who had ever caused her all of these difficulties and pain be punished. And the prince was only too glad to agree. Uh. Well, no, but technically it's him. <laughs> yeah. Technically. Technically, but- he's the one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The vizier did steal the golden eagle feather That's and true. the eagle. And kill the eagle. I mean, at the behest of the prince. So it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. It's, not it's, a Greek, it's a Greek story. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> she had demanded that whoever had caused her all of these difficulties and pains be punished. So the prince was only too glad to agree. She said an oven should be heated for seven days and seven nights. And on the eighth day, the vizier's son should be placed inside to be burnt alive. Okay. (laughs) Which is fucking harsh. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, The prince gave orders for this to be done. But there was consternation in the palace. Sure. As the youth was very popular with everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. 
The next day, the queen of the Gorgons went for a walk by the seashore. The prince went with her, and he heard her repeat many strange, magical words while she was walking, which the prince could not understand. And when he asked her what she was doing, she replied that she was saying her prayers, so he left her. Meanwhile, the oven had been heating up for seven days, but on the queen's orders, the Gordons were pouring water in the back, just as the scullions were piling wood on the front. Mm -hmm. Then the vizier's son was seized and put in the middle of the oven and left there all night. When the oven door was opened at dawn, he came out alive and well because the oven was quite cool. Oh. So it's mysterious. What? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The queen of the Gorgons then said that she had a trial for the prince to undergo to test his love. Yes. She's so dramatic. I love it. (laughs) He, too, should undergo the trial by fire, but for him, the oven should only be heated for two hours. She explained that her parents had insisted that whoever she married must undergo the trial by fire. Privately, the prince told the scullions to put very little wood on so that the fire should not be too hot. And after two hours, the middle of the oven was opened and the prince got in. As soon as he was inside, the queen clapped her hands and the gorgons piled on more wood. Yes! Soon the prince was burnt to a cinder. Whereupon the queen hastened to the garden to the vizier's son, who was seated under a tree. She took his hand, then clapped her hands together, and a whirlwind immediately whisked them away to her palace. Yes! There, the queen said to him, Although you are young, you are brave and fit to rule with me over the gorgons and the birds. For I am their queen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually a goddess. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I loved you, I arranged with the Gorgons to bring water to cool the oven when you entered it. I also arranged they bring fire to destroy the prince, as he was not worthy to live and reign after his father. If you want me for your wife, then marry me. If not, you are free to return to your own place. Which is I, also nice. Yes, that's excellent. This is that's very odd. good fairy tale behavior. That's odd for a god. Seriously. <laughs> Usually it's just kind of like, I don't really care if you want me or not. Mm-hmm. You'll have me. <laughs> the vizier's son readily agreed to marry her. The tutor, the vizier, and his wife were all invited to the wedding. And for all I know, they are still ruling over the gorgons and the birds. The end. That was great. <laughs> You know, it never said if Medusa was the queen of the Gorgons or not, so... It didn't say if she was queen. Yeah, it didn't mention any of them, like, any of them by name. Yeah. Yeah, so do you... I I don't know. I feel like that's... Oh, wait. You said Medusa is not the queen. I said Medusa is not the queen. Oh, okay. And then so... when I idly Googled the Gorgon, the Gorgons just now... Oh, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it said that she that Medusa is the queen of the Gorgons. Yeah, I don't think you got any points. I don't think I got any points on that one. Sorry. <laughs> That's too bad for me. But I love that story though. If she like whisks him away to her palace mm-hmm. and like you can you are fit to rule beside me. Uh-huh. I mean, that's the ultimate compliment, right? Yeah. I'm already a pretty powerful queen. Mhm. Um, I'm a literal goddess. So Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I yeah, I thought that story was really fun. I wanted to know more about the Gorgons because I I love that like whole idea. Mm-hmm. Although that didn't really tell you much about their history, other than one of them used to be immortal. 
a mortal woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Athena's a pretty vindictive bitch. She actually, she has, she has cursed multiple women. Who, oh, you know, one of the stories I was going to read, I'll have to read this one next time I pick her out from this book. But it's really funny because I think Athena, I'm not going to tell you which one it is, but I think Athena does something really mean and vindictive. And it's funny because the whole last half of the book is like explaining, but she wasn't always this bad. She did a lot of good things too. (laughs) (laughs) And here are all the good things she did. It read like really like strange. So that's why I didn't read that one. That's hilarious. It made me laugh because they were like making up for the horrible things she had done for this. I think that's so fun. funny because like Athena. Yeah. <laughs> Athena is uh, not a very nice lady. <laughs> she does cool stuff too, though. Like they're not wrong. I feel like most of the gods in the stories, like the big ones are problematic. They're not very nice people. In just so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> they are uh, the world's meanest soap opera family. Mm hmm. Well, what I really loved about this story was it kind of it read like a traditional fairy tale with the roles yeah. mixed. Instead of like a king, it was a queen. Mm-hmm. The young beautiful maiden was actually just the vizier's son. Yeah, a young beautiful <laughs> boy who everybody uh-huh. really liked. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was fun. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a fun role reversal. And then like she takes him away to her palace at the end. And I love that it's all of her own devising. As she she like she feigns helplessness. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I'll marry you if you do these things for me. But she actually rigs it to the way she wants it. Yep. And I love that. And it also ended in that way. Like, and who knows? I don't know. Maybe they're still ruling over today. <laughs> uh-huh. I love how I love one story. I'm like that. That was great. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. fixes for it? I-, I feel like it would have helped if they had given more context to the story and that like the queen had fallen in love with the vizier's son. Like it was just kind of abrupt that he, that the Gorgons were placing water into the stove. Mm -hmm. So it didn't burn him alive. Like I kind of was starting to guess what was happening, but it wasn't explicit. I don't know. It just seemed a little, a little random at first. Yeah, definitely. And also, you know, I just, I kind of went, I mean, this story has a lot of background in the beginning, I guess like this book in general kind of gives a lot of background, but I would like more about like the Eagle and like how how they rule over the birds, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what the connection is there. Yeah. That would be my only fix as well is a little, a, a, a few more like cultural context notes as the, as the story went on, I think would have been helpful mm-hmm. for that one. And just more story, I guess. It was mm-hmm. a little short and sweet, but mm-hmm. I like that both of our stories had a, had a, Big theme of uh, protagonist agency. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And picking out the person you want to marry and then rigging it so that you get what you want. Absolutely. Hell yes. Happy. <laughs> always, always one for the underdog. Is the queen of the Gorgons really an underdog? <laughs> oh, I was thinking the protagonist was the oh, vizier's sure. son. <laughs> Oh, I forgot like, about him. It wasn't the prince. It was the vizier's son. It was the vizier's so. son. Sure, sure, sure. He's still sure, semi-important, sure. but yeah. not No, like- you're right. I forgot that he was technically the protagonist of that story, and it was not actually the queen of the Gorgons. She should have been the protagonist. I want more oh, yeah. stories just based on her point of view. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening to Fairy Tale Fix and happy Lunar New Year. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple or Stitcher, or you can now rate us on Spotify. If you love the show and want to support us, you can get extra episodes, merch, books, and other cool bonus content at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash for just about what you pay for a latte a month. Absolutely. So cheap. Yep. <laughs> it's a deal. A it's total a deal. deal. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at fairytalefixpod. And please email us your favorite fairy tales, folklore, nursery rhymes, and other such things at info at fairytalefixpod.com. Trying to decide on my favorite fix for Tatterhood. It's difficult. I know. Um, but I think ultimately, and so the prince became gradually less and less sullen with every incredible magical feat that Tatterhood performed, eventually uh, deciding that she actually was pretty interesting and he wouldn't mind being married to her and not locking her in a dungeon because she's a boss. I love it. And the queen of the Gorgons was actually the protagonist in this story. And we got her point of view. and. It just had a lot more about the Queen of the Gorgons and also about the Golden Eagle. Because I want to hear more about that. <laughs> and they all lived happily, happily ever, ever after. after. The end. The end. <laughs>